Excellent. How are you? Happy New Year. Year. Grace. How are you? Happy New Year to you as well. I'm pretty well. I'm 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 well. I'm well. I'm very well. Thank you for asking. That's good. Were you well yesterday? No. I was very unwell New Year's Day. You down the ride? As most people are New Year's Day. That's fair. You start your New Year off unwell. <laughs> what is up with that? And honestly, there's no way for me to ever get out of that unless you just don't people drink. respect my sobriety, which I don't even do. I don't respect my sobriety enough to do that. Down the ride. I do respect myself these days though. I do so, respect myself as well. You know, that's a good good starting point, but the real question that everybody, literally everyone is wondering is, are you down to ride? I'm actually so stoked to ride. You really are. Fuck yeah, I'm down to ride. Yep. Welcome to 2021, you guys, officially. Yep. Um, our first episode, our homage to our gal, Jane Fonda. Um, that was so pre-2021. Yep. That was pre me turning 25. Right, just that just was... had the B-Day over here. Hello, happy great birthday celebration. It was- It was a great celebration. It was in- incredible day so thank you to those you know just the general, real ones that were you. out there for that yeah i have so many incredible people in my life like from yeah. my roommate and my you know the, like she's my best friend yeah. like i my she brought together like, she decorated the oh, whole crib like it was it was it was fantastic she just there was so many people that just showed me how much they meant to me my friend decorated. we had a great time yeah we had a great time so we're just trying to move forward from 2020 like let's close that door Let's hope it's not like, you know, the same shit, you know, different year. It is so funny that you mentioned that. Okay. Mentioned what? Shit? Same shit, different year. I started 2021 at a dear friend's house. He noticed that, you know, there was a drop of water on the ceiling. And that was weird in itself, but we weren't just quite sure. Like, you know, we just celebrated my birthday. As you're not. Your New little days, little hungover. It's like, did I, is that sweat? Like, yeah. Ah, did I piss myself? What? Oh, Am I okay? No, I know, no. not that far. Okay. That's just where I was at. Uh, you know, okay. There's, there's Different sh- levels. There's multiple, yeah, there's two types of girls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah two girls. Something yep. gets pissed, something gets sweat. Like, oh. yeah. Sometimes you get both. And uh, Merry Christmas to you in that case. So, with that being said, we didn't know what was coming from the ceiling, and all of a sudden, like, nothing was working. The bathtub wasn't draining. The toilet wasn't flushing. And, like, oh. when I say the toilet wasn't flushing, I'm just going to say that, you know, everyone was there ate shit well. Because that's kind of where this it was, came from. Yeah, it mm-hmm. it. it there have just been outstanding circumstances that had left it like quite literally just a shitty situation all around, which resulted in a call to an emergency plumbing service because mm. the toilet seal had lifted or some term and wipe somehow that ended up like down someone's plumbing and it just backed everything up. So that was like the start to 2021 was like shit water coming through the ceiling. Actual shit dripping onto you. Um, yes, that is. That's like <laughs> actually like you had literal shit falling from the sky which also that's kind of how life feels you know a lot of the time you just feel like there's actual endless shit pouring on onto you from above and you know I really do feel that way a lot but we're gonna try to leave that that vibe in 2020 just endless shit laying around top and top and top until it's clogged and you can't take it anymore I just don't like that just feels like so poor me and I just don't want to be that way I know but sometimes shitty situations are shitty and acknowledging them is key, but yeah. we are not victims to our situation. And that is kind of the entire point of our podcast today. We're opening it up with just not being a victim to our circumstance. 
and being able to overcome circumstance, even though it's difficult or even though we have layers of trauma that we have suppressed in our subconscious, we're not a victim to it, you know, and we can rise above those circumstances and we got our trailblazer of the week, you know, like that we're going to dive into head first. I'm know? just swimming with anticipation. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to reveal our trailblazer of the week. Would you, would you do us in the honors, so I? There we go. <laughs> I was kind of uh, This week's trailblazer is David Goggins. David Goggins. So real one. he is a real one, but you know what? He is not at all. I'm going to, I know what you're going to say. Okay, he's not a victim. He's not even close to a victim. No, he's the furthest thing from a victim. Has been, has been what you could quote as a victim, though, in his life. Just like a lot of us can say, though. You've been, been in situations that are victimizing towards you and to you, but yeah. doesn't, doesn't cower to them. But let's be real. Has. Did, did, you know, cower to his own abilities. Did not fulfill himself. Was living a life that he did not like. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> so who is David Goggins? David Goggins is, or sorry, who, yeah, who is? Who is okay, Goggins? he is still alive. He is alive he is and well. definitely alive and well. He was born Driving. on February 17th, 1975. He is full of accomplishments. Too many accomplishments. Um, you honestly, like, it's, you guys, the guy couldn't do um, he couldn't anyway. do less if he tried he was a navy seal or no he couldn't do more if he tried he, no, sorry he could not do more if he tried navy seal air force tactical air control party member that is three of one of the most difficult training processes you can ever put yourself through mentally and physically like at all like to do to accomplish one is a lot all three that's that's absolutely insanity that, that's actual insanity it's actual psychotic. insanity it's psychotic like he actually is in levels that are <laughs> genuinely psychotic levels of how much he can mentally push himself he does ultra marathons he does above and beyond more than anybody can possibly do as a human being um and that's what we're going to dive into you know on on those levels that he hits that that he touches upon um that sometimes it's just like hey give yourself a breather have you processed anything in your life yet or are you just rocking and rolling through the trauma yeah you know so I kind of stumbled upon this guy um, because of the book that he wrote in mm-hmm. 2018, Can't Hurt Me. Um, my dad- Good name for it for him, honestly. Like, not right? It's, it's pretty spot on. Like my dad had it in the house. I'd seen it around for a while. And then I moved to San Diego and was like, this looks like something I should read. I'll bring it with me. And my dad was like, it's really intense. You should read it, but you're not going to necessarily like like it, you know, like this dude's kind of aggressive. You don't, <laughs> you don't respond well to that. Not like right, a, right. a warning, but just being like, dude, this it's, it's an interesting read. It's the physical like, abuse that he puts himself through. Yeah. And the like, mental abuse that he, it's like hard to hear sometimes. And for someone like myself who did victimize and poor me and like, why is this happening to me for like so long? Mm-hmm. And I hate that I, I but was that this book showed and, like, you that, that probably person. in ways. It just opened up my mind to be like, I've had, you know, my fair share of really terrible, shitty things that have happened to me, but those are usually because of situations where I haven't put up boundaries or I haven't, you know, I just haven't been true to myself. But also or... shitty things have happened to you that you couldn't control. Yeah, like... Your, uh, come simply out of your control, like a lot of us. But well. I didn't have this trauma and 
I didn't have the home life or the lack of a home life. Well, let's explain that. His, explain his home life. Explain. Yeah, I guess know. we should really go into it. Just explain, you know, he had a very abusive father from he what had, I know from the research that I've yeah, done. Yeah, so he had a really abusive father and he ended up being able to leave that situation with his mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to say leave. I would say escape. I think that's the best mm-hmm. way because he, the stuff that this poor not, really victim, he was I'm very poor though he was him. very yeah, poor like, you know very poor with just his mom just his mom leaving and they went to a town where I believe he he was one of like the only black people in the town where he came from feeling isolated feeling shitty and then moves to a town where he's genuinely like the only black has, kid has no has no friends identity, no identity no of who friends. he is yeah he just he faces adversity his whole life Consistently. and through you know poverty and through racism I and mean, being in the south and just through yeah. a lack of a father and just some really gnarly situations that his no own one, father yeah that you would fully expect someone mm-hmm. to come out of just absolutely fucked up and the dude did like he did come out like that's, let's we're not gonna yeah, shut that down like, he did come out pretty fucked up from he these calls circumstances himself out on it like that's the beauty As we of need this to. book yeah is you know he is pretty spot on so he has this really shitty life and then he is like, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to change my life. He drops like crazy weight. He ends up like trying to get into the Navy SEALs. Like all this stuff happens, but that's not like the point of what makes him incredible. That's just a little bit of background on him. What makes him incredible is the mental struggles that he was able to push his body through and how his mental could override like physical limit to a point that allowed Mm -hmm. him to almost I would consider him a superhuman. I would too. His like his heart capacity also only functions at 75% and he didn't know that majority of his life after literally pushing himself physically mentally. When we're talking about pushing ourselves, let's just give some like brief summary of the types of things that he does to push himself. Um like he just does things that are ultra marathons which are just like marathons literally on crack. Um, you do them through some of like I'm not even I don't know how else to say that. Oh my gosh! Way. Okay, well, so speaking of ultra marathons, have speaking you heard? Of <laughs> speaking of crack and marathons, speaking of marathon crack. Speaking of running speaking a marathon, of a marathon on crack. of crack. Oh, Whoa, different geez. head spaces, different levels. Whoa, sorry, <laughs> this is levels. not PG thirteen. Um, that's not it? what we're going for, though. Yeah, we're we're being pretty true to ourselves. We're being so. True to ourselves. We were talking about the marathons that he runs. Yeah. The ultra marathons. Marathons are like something light. Like those were just like the the basis for him. Like I was reading, he ran through so many marathons, but those were just like light work. Yeah, dude. The first one, the first ultra marathon he ends up doing is bad water. And that's like the world's toughest race. Have you ever looked into it? Um, Yeah, I've looked into it. It's actually kind of fucked up. Like, do you think you could ever ever do it dude because no. not only are you <laughs> running hundreds and i mean hundreds, hundreds. of miles yeah, you're yeah. doing it in july you're doing it in where the death valley you're doing it in death valley california then you run up mountain ranges you run through actual rivers and lake streams beds. you li- run through lake beds what? you run on mountain ranges you run through the fucking desert you run through the entire desert they also do it in july they tell you oh we could do this any other month no you're gonna do this in july when it's the hottest 130 degrees dude 130 degree temperatures you're running through and like the the times that you do are very competitive to get into you know to get into these races and you have to meet qualifications, to meet qualifications. Like, it's not like it's you competitive. can just walk off the no. street and also, which is kind that's... of what David Goggins tried to do he did. like he kind of just tried to be like hey I'm a Navy SEAL I have this letter can I get in if I'm remembering correctly I did read the book like 
a whole depression episode ago. So that's my short term for you. Um, but anyways, he was like, you know, can I kind of not skip corners, but can you make it a little bit easier for me? Because this is what I do for work. And the guy was the guy that puts the race on was like, sorry, no, <laughs> must be nice. But no, like, yeah, that's a great charity you're supporting because he does donate all the money that he begins to win after continuing to do these ultra marathons to charities. He's raised millions of dollars for um, so many groups of people that are mostly um, veterans of war. And I believe I want to give credit to the exact. I wanted to. I actually think I wrote it down. Um, oh, it's the op- the operations. He donated it to operations. Special, special operations. Yeah, special, special operations. He did it because in 2005, his friends. Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. $2 million minimum. Mm-hmm. That was that was at, at the time. Yeah. But that was because of his friends in 2000, 2005 in um, Afghanistan that he fought in. Um, his friends, he was in the Air Force at that time. His friends died and then a helicopter crash. And then he started, that's when he started distance running. Again, this is also where the start of a lot of him suppressing those feelings and not dealing with his trauma came from which is kind of who he is as a person he suppresses his trauma and just runs and he just gets just you know puts himself on and run and I fucking vibe with that and I relate to that because I genuinely you're someone that does that I genuinely run through trauma as well and I've done it straight up that is actually you she'll call me and be like yeah I'm just walking through the neighborhood my feet took me outside um literally get myself like hey Grace have you cried recently no all right well I don't cry I run or I exercise and I do I like to do something physical I'm like really learning that I can't do that now and that's why I I really was enticed when you brought David Goggins up because I was like that's enticing because he's a fellow homie that just doesn't let himself feel his feelings he pushes through them and that but we're not ma- saying that this is a good thing to do because truthfully David Goggins has pushed himself to to physical limits where his body has actually given out on him yeah and, and that's something recent that has actually happened to me as well where I realized I was not processing pain in my life and I was not processing traumatic instances in my life and I couldn't lift my right arm I like the right side of my body like genuinely felt like it was shutting down and I had a crazy anxiety attack um, just due to literally just being like, oh, I'm going to just stay busy. I'm going to do this, this and this. I'm not going to process things that are going on in my life. And like, that's that's not the way that we can do things because it, it bites you in the ass like so hard because we're just sitting with that trauma and our, and with ourselves. And just like David Goggins over here pushing himself violently in so many senses. So I want to point out like a counter to that because I'm someone that personally, I do the exact opposite. Mm. So you try everything you do to like suppress your trauma. For me, it's like, like a pig and shit, (laughs) you know, shout out to a little nasty, nasty last week. Um, But uh, no, it's more of just like, I marinate in it. Like it consumes me. Like I'm so overly emotional that I have to like, I get so in my head and when you know some of your history is related and not loving your body and Mm -hmm. not loving yourself but you don't have the energy to do the physical and to push the Mm. physical side Mm -hmm. which is like that's really hard as well and which is so it's kind of like how do you find that balance so you and I have started like I told you I hike daily like because of 
you always push yourself to that. So it's like, if Grace can be feeling as shitty as I am and be running, yeah, I can at least go walk up, you know, but it's a release to those endorphins. Oh, it's and like, we're going to talk about what we, we both, yeah. you know, we both struggle with mental health and depression, but for me, serotonin, I need to create my own serotonin, serotonin. baby. Serotonin. Serotonin, where you at? Where you, literally where you at sometimes. So like, that was something I was saying <laughs> that I'm like, yo, but that run, that, that physical release to me, I get that serotonin. So when I'm, when I'm feeling shitty, what can I go do? But also there's unhealthy ways that you get so serotonin as well other- that I've used that we don't do, you know, like exercise is healthy. That David Goggins over here, he could go eat fucking shitty food for himself. Go drink alcohol. Like, yeah. you know, there's ways in which he's trying to do it in the most healthy Absolutely. way. You know, that's why for me, I'm trying to not use substances. I don't want to, you know, go into, that's how you have toxic relationships. That's how you like form all of these things by trying to find serotonin. Yeah, serotonin releases in anything, but like look at, at least the serotonin in all the wrong places. in all the wrong places. Like you can't do that, and like uh, I don't know, at least exercise. And like, don't you feel once you do that hike in the morning, you know, you're releasing that serotonin, especially with that fresh air, dude. Oh my god, like it's a like combination. You crave it. It's like you, yeah, you truly crave you truly crave that that feeling, that high you get, and that's yeah. what you know. David's kind of all about is he lived for that and he pushed his body still in for it he yeah and what an ultra marathon on like thanksgiving i like was fall- i followed a guy on instagram and he was just like decided after dinner i'm just gonna fucking run in a-, a marathon dude he literally Sounds very he very, ran for days it was like a week straight and somebody Goggins filmed him. him he just decided impromptu he's like decide this right now he on his voice too he's like decided this right now i'm gonna just run an ultra marathon i'm like dude just like have a beer and a t- slice of turkey like everyone else he can't do it though. He, he cannot can't do relax. it. Relax. And that is it's also scary though. It's it's why he is a trailblazer. And True that, dude. there's, you know, it's how close to the sun can one fly? How mm-hmm. how far can one push themselves to always be trying to be the best version? And when does one allow themselves to slow down and appreciate that? Yeah. Because I do remember that that was a common theme in his book was the lack of just connection he actually had with anyone else was... other than just himself yeah, yeah. and it's he's, he's like... too headstrong and too gnarly to even have connections with people i almost feel like imagine dating him girl imagine just dating a guy that like aggressive headstrong i like... wish people could <sighs> see the thing that just happened to my face because yeah, i got a far off I look it, and it was just kind of almost like unsettling a... yeah it was kind of like what happened yesterday. you would imagine trying to keep up with him like in a relationship like he, he would be so hard on you too like I just I he's the type of person I think that no I think I, I you know I, I would probably I mean, put money down yeah, I like he is the type of person who um would expect you to like match his energy like you could not be around him and be like be, yeah I'm gonna sleep in today babe oh like, my god I'm can you bring me like a sausage egg McMuffin <laughs> and like a mango smoothie from McDonald's like I had one too many glasses of wine last yeah night. I had two glasses last night babe Ooh, sorry like literally whoopsies. he would be disgusted yeah. but maybe maybe he wouldn't be like I'm not gonna sit here and say that he wouldn't but I just that's a vibe that I I genuinely I also think he would rather be be with himself he I just like think that it wouldn't even necessarily be him that like imposed that on me it would just be me imposing that on True myself that, in like facts. typical me fashion of like well you know kind of like what I said of like <laughs> Grace goes out and runs seven miles like I can do my crazy mountain hike every day like yeah you can. and not that that's like a comparison or anything but like just kind of being accountable like it is of. comparable though because I have a background in legitimately running mileage mileage so like when other people try to com- 
compare that, that it's like, well, if she can run seven miles, it's like, yeah, but also that's my background of things. Find another level that like works True. for you. You know what I mean? Granted, and like, I I'm not going to do broken. what David Goggin does. You did sprain your ankle twice. Yeah. But you also get after it, dude. Like you're getting I'm after charged. it, dude. Like, like yeah, you're kind of getting lie. after it. If you've yeah. ever hiked with me, you probably don't like it. Yeah, because she's like sending it, like <laughs> serotonin, serotonin, serotonin. I love when my body goes one way, my ankle goes the other, and then my stomach goes all the way down. Yeah, but you know what? That's me victimizing myself right there. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say, uh, we we're not victims. Yeah, to I'm not a victim at no. all. But David Goggins, let's say, like with with something about him that I really like though. It's when you were asking me, oh, could I could I do one of those um, ultra marathons that he does? And my first thought is no, I couldn't, right? Yeah. David Goggins, the first time he tried to do one, he didn't succeed at it either. You know, he tries That's to do true. a lot of things and he doesn't succeed at first. Let's note that because he actually doesn't always succeed. He on the outside, everyone, how I heard about David Goggins, I'm like, this man is literally a fucking savage. He succeeds at everything. But really when you look into the nitty gritty, no, he doesn't. He gets in there and he actually fails. He doesn't qualify. And then when he didn't qualify, when he doesn't qualify, he shaves five hours off his next time. Oh, he didn't fulfill the the mark to what do the most set the world record for the most pull-ups you can do or what was that that's what it was right yeah and like that was another kind of like very public humiliation and that's what he talks about like and I don't want to be crude but it's almost like like you get off on that he gets off on not succeeding yeah like that there's no other way to put it like that we should all get off on not succeeding though mistakes are like how we know yeah truthfully that, that we, we gotta get that's off that on not fuel, like failing because you're gonna it's such take a, a chance to fuck up yeah <laughs> it kind of but you feel fucked as it's happening but like don't be don't be a victim to your failing I because mean, you try setting up for this episode dude it was gnarly <laughs> i we failed like eight times to walk away yeah. but yeah. we didn't and that's how it was the first time too we shot three hours after we had wanted to yeah we're like, already a little bit but we, uh, yeah we're we're behind on on shooting this because we failed so much trying to get get into it and I fail honestly so much in a day but I least can laugh at myself and I'm like bless myself for trying you know so, I'm trying I mean that's kind of what I told you I woke up and did this morning was I failed. I wrote what, no. <laughs> besides that um I woke up and I wrote you know three things that would make today a really good day um, shout out to one really of my cute. really good girlfriends, my little Allie Dev. She got me a really, really sweet and thoughtful gift. And I think she was kind of nervous to give it to me. Why? Because she, well, her and I have talked a lot about, I don't know if you can hear that. Her and I have talked a lot about our mental health and she has always inspired me to want to push better. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's kind of like a little, she's a local trailblazer. She's Love a mini that. trailblazer. She's also a runner. And she did her first marathon and she was going to come down and do one with me down here when I was debating doing one in San Diego. So that's a little still on on the table though. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I would love to still do that with her. So I can do that. And I can, that's actually why I like this because it's like, you can. Yeah. And I'm going to, this is really cool for that. This is my public commitment to run a San Diego marathon with Allison Dutch. I hope she responds. Um, We'll put up a poll on our podcast page on Instagram um okay I, I don't think my I genuinely want to say I like could a, I don't think I can physically do it with you like with my hips honestly I'm trying to I'm not being trying to be a victim here I, I actually pushed physically. I was I actually pushed myself like David Goggins so much to the point where my hips are at where they're at truthfully from being a fucking serial killer also by pushing myself too physically that I, I have hurt myself like <laughs> I don't physically 
jump around too much, but just kind of like to bring it back to that, you know, David David Goggin is, you know, his body, like this is just, if you're gonna, I totally encourage you to read the book. I encourage you to look into more in this guy. This is kind of our style for the show. So I'm gonna side note really quick. We talk and we move around and we flow around it, but this guy, his body basically shut down and they didn't know what was going on. Um, They didn't think he was going to live very much longer. He was having like a heart surgery because of that. Whatchamacallit? He had like a... I'm not going to be able to say, but I don't know. Hmm hole where it flows wrong i don't quote me on that that Anyways, sounds pretty medical yeah he had, a heart, like, he had a heart hole he had a like a heart murmur like animals <laughs> okay i have a heart murmur okay not funny i didn't mean to laugh that's kind of fucked ah that's another animal joke are you a little nasty nasty yeah ah, i love that anyways hope you listen to episode one um but he his body shut down and he broke down it was after that push-up contest correct pull-up contest that's where his body i believe did start to deteriorate after that and he had started to realize like he had lost inches well no no he had lost inches off his height like this is just over the years of him so much stress and and things he's putting onto his body yeah and so then he starts stretching hardcore stretching aggressively stretching for like what date a whole day on it hours your whole day stretching hours he's so he's so intense he could he's like oh if i can't do that i gotta just stretch all day every day like okay shout out to my therapist just constantly reassures me i don't need to be an all or nothing because i I would fear like reassure me i would fear being an all or nothing dude but this kind of guy is an all or nothing dude and so he full-blown jumped into stretching and trying to figure his health out himself and you know what happened he did so he totally healed himself and now is like yeah I pushed my body to so many physical extremes I never like he would drop weight and gain weight and drop weight and gain weight and be pure muscle and be super lean and be doing like his feet would be broken and mangled and he would be pushing himself to just the gnarliest, but yet most incredible, like physical. That's why he's a trailblazer. Like just seriously inhuman. Like it's, it's the stuff that this dude has accomplished and, you know, we'll link some stuff to him on our page is just on all of our pages is actually it's, I couldn't imagine it, but I also could because if you were to fully 100% invest in yourself, and never treat no. yourself as having a I can't do this and only go at life with I not only can I do this but shatter I can fuck up along the way and then I can do it even better mm-hmm. like this dude is notorious for fucking up or sorry for messing up I guess yeah how dare down. you say that well I'm just gonna get real he's known for messing up and not succeeding in these things that he is trying to accomplish and like the you know the pull-up contest and like the ultra marathon he doesn't always do it right the first time in fact the dude is actually so so utterly unprepared it's almost like yeah it's almost insulting like if I was actually because I know I'm so about things like if some dude just walked into like my sport that I lived breathed ate you know that was my identity I would be crushed too. Or not crushed, but I would just be like, you bastard. Yeah. You. But then I would also be like, this is so incredible that I'm in your presence. Because right now, like, I feel like that would make me want to be better. This dude just walked up out of nowhere and was like, I'm going to push my body to the freaking He doesn't think about it. He just says yes. He doesn't think about, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm really scared, which I see a lot with people. I'm going to be honest. I see people tell me they they put away side projects. They're not starting that 
that passion project that they want to do. They're not, they're not going to, they don't think that they can take that job. They don't think that they can even do a 5k. And I'm so, so tired of hearing people just being like, Oh, I could never do something like that. It's like, are you kidding me? Really? Because I don't know at one point in time where David Goggins, it says to himself, Oh, I I'm scared to try that. What's the worst that happens? You, you fail. And then you come back hard. He, he fails and comes back 10 times harder. And truthfully, that's life. Anything you're going to just start off doing, you're probably going to fail at it. And that's just fact of the fact of the matter. Anything I think that's worth doing, you, you will fail. fail at. You will Because fail. if you fail and you try again, like, shout out. To your neighbor slapping his um, shoes. Should I ask? No, he's okay. He's probably going to much? How much shit could you have on your shoes? Not as much as I was leaking out of the bathroom. I literally stepped in dog shit last week as well. Yeah, at the hot chiropractor you were at. Oh, is he going to... Listen to this. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> she takes her glass off. She just got insurance in a year. Ha ha, you guys were actually releasing this once I turned 26. January 9th. One year closer to using your We're gonna, we're gonna I pay my own insurance, so must be nice. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I wish I had some more money in financial support. Like, not I'm that so nice. sorry that was terrible yeah honestly that was terrible yeah trauma building <laughs> oh god i hate it's that okay. privilege I that's love okay it. but I, like that's levels of privilege that we take for granted 100 percent. you know and what i mean it actually it's... there's a lot of other shorties out here that how long did i spend running around trying to get glasses realizing that glasses are almost a grand they, just yeah. to fucking see dude i was quoted 850 dollars <laughs> what a quote for two With pairs insurance. of glasses. I mean, granted, do I out myself right now? Yeah, out yourself. You're old. All right, for my 25th birthday, what the optometrist gave to me, bifocal prescription. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, guys? So what's up? She's on her hot girl shit. She doesn't know what else to say, dang, you know? Dang. Um, Honestly, turning 25, you know, life really does smack you across the face. That quarter century really does hit different, and I'm not going to lie. Like, it really, really does hit it slaps it, it actually slaps um it really does yeah i mean not to be a victim these are things that i have laughed at this week i'm gonna tell you about things i laughed at okay, okay that's I'd gonna be a new segment cute. things i, I laughed at this week about my, yourself yeah my check engine light came on mine too dude after you said that i laughed at it and then you know what you did i didn't laugh at mine <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I like hated that for you. And then I got in my car and I was like, why is <laughs> You gotta go back. You gotta go back to LA. I have to drive back to LA though. And like now I'm scared too. I know. Like now I'm scared too. Jade said she would help me out though. And love her. Cause she knows what's up with the cars. Situation. She truly does. She knows what's up with Yeah, because then I was like, oh, it's probably because like I had this problem with my tires. And she just looks at me and goes, No, not it. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. She's like, not even close. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Like I want to spend more money than I paid on for for my car. I want to spend that after the fact, just repairing shit on it. That's my favorite vibe for myself. Isn't that just the what like someone called the American dream? I wouldn't I would have a difficult time calling it that, but um the American dream is also fucking not real. So <laughs> if there's something less real than the American dream, then yeah, I guess a check engine light coming on in your car is the American dream. At least have a car, right? Let's be real. Like I at least see that's work, why I laughed work, at it. afford my car. See, I that was the whole point of this. See, can afford to fix it. So hopefully. Negative. No, we weren't. Was it was that bad? bad? I felt like that got heavy for some reason. All we were saying is that it no, sucks to have your check engine like, light. Come I on. laughed at that. I laughed at stepping in dog shit in my all white shoes. Like, and then tracking it 
everywhere into your I went and chiropractor's to clean it, office. My chiropractor's um, office. Yeah, you went into your chiropractor's office yeah. with the shit on you. With shoe. the shit on my shoe, and then had to clean it off at the gas station with baby wipes. And, and I hate to say this on, also, on there. I don't want to say he it definitely anyway, smelled though. it. He definitely smelled it. Shit, shit smell like on your shoe is so pungent that like there's. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm you not know what the worst part was. What could be worse than like, smelling like shit? <laughs> I had like caught like like small little wafts of it. Like, is that bad to say? No. What? Like, and I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. Like, I was like, it's not in my car. It's not on me. Like, I had could it be on this queen? No. Like, <laughs> I'm immaculate. It could my never happen on me. A temple. Yeah, I'm a temple. Ugh. Like, how could this happen? Yeah. You know, like not to me. Like, I no. wouldn't have shit on my foot. Like, no. how, like shit just repels me for like when yeah. I'm walking by. And then you know what? I did have shit on my foot. So I had to laugh at myself. Like I couldn't victimize that. Yeah. And then, I mean, I feel like I should apologize to my chiropractor. So if you're hearing this and the, you know about this, next time I see you, uh, I don't know, just like knock twice or something. Just so I know we're on the same page if I need to bring it up and apologize. That you know that we called you hot on air. I also have never seen you. Yeah. It's word of mouth. Is that Oh, God. It's word of mouth. Uh, 2021. Okay. Here we go. 2021. Actually doesn't roll off the tongue in any way, shape, or form. 2021. Like, 2021. Like, that 2020 does, but it fucking blew. But it also didn't. I honestly, am going to be honest, it was the be- biggest blessing in disguise that I've ever seen. It was, like, so necessary for everyone. Like, I would literally not at all be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be doing writing, taking my comedic writing and just doing it in all different avenues that I never would have imagined myself doing. Yeah. Um, I'm in, you know, different relationships with friends and other people that I was not expecting. And honestly, I feel good. I feel like really good. And I feel like, you know, as our trailblazer right here, like, through adversity is so much beauty and like that's how I like honestly find my own strength I like look back at young grace and I'm like girl you're a beast like you know you pushed through that you got through that like some of the stories I was telling you earlier today like and it's just like you know like life is hard and there's situations where I look back and I'm like that that's like hard as fuck like that was really hard for me and like I want to give my younger self a literal hug but I'm a beast yeah I'm a beast you know and like that's what's important is to see that through yourself because we all have our own mental health issues you know we were we were both really um opening up to each other about you know levels of our depression and things like that and you asked me a really interesting question you asked me you you were like when when did your depression start like when did your depression start yeah and and then I made a joke just being like well when does it end like does it end is it one of those things that ends or are you always depressed it's something that is I think personally depression is like dyslexia it's like ADHD it's something that you learn coping mechanisms around it's not going anywhere you can control it though and you are the one in control of your depression you are in control of your mental health even though at times that's the scary part about it you don't feel like you're in control at all of your feelings or your emotions. And I think what the scariest part is, is that you don't always know that you're depressed because that's Facts. what I had, you know, when, Facts. when my therapist asked me, when did your depression start? I had to think back so far <laughs> and then, yeah, I had to think back so far, but I had only started seeking therapy recently. So what was up with that? If I had known I was not be for that long, normalize. Yes, and that hard normalize. That was like, 
wait, what? Like, no, I'm tired of thinking that everything's just happening to me because it's me and I did something wrong. You know, like I was tired of playing the victim and I was tired of people wanting, like accepting me as a victim almost. Like, does that make sense? No, it does make sense. sense. Like Like, people were just like, oh, classic Soleil probably. Yeah, like that's expected behavior. And then you fit into that. Okay, so. You fit into that. Yeah, and like. You start doing that. Tell me this isn't like uh, symbolic is in eighth grade I was voted most likely sorry I was voted most likely to succeed fire as a senior in high school Mm. I was voted biggest drama queen wow my academics did not change not at all very very smart girl but clearly everyone had like a different opinion of me and I had a different opinion of myself back then yeah um I actually didn't have an opinion of myself let me take that back I didn't know who I was right so all I knew was doing well in school and all you you, knew was I I knew doing well in sports I could yeah I could instantly get gratification from literally winning yeah literally winning yeah being the best that's I you know every time a a plus I remember when I got my first a minus I was dramatic about it probably gross yeah dramatic super dramatic where where the name came from probably and it was but that also comes into you know playing a part in your mental health because you're that perfectionist you're trying to get same with me it's like we're trying mm-hmm. to find that perfectionist avenues of ourselves that it's like we're perfecting something we're perfecting something and as long as we get something to perfect we're good but not really we're not looking at those other levels of why we're trying to perfect and fix everything all the time and not even just necessarily protect and fix I think but also just to fill oh, like yeah. just like I mean because my mental health really just took an absolute nosedive <laughs> wow chef's kiss to me i did myself like always uh, do here she is, here she uh, is. anyways um yeah it like i just i was i was tired of being like that and tired of being what, a victim to yourself in your own circumstance yeah and yeah. i just wanted more for myself and kind of just honestly wanted to stop hanging out with around the people that were okay uh, oh uh, like, or okay no, with just doing yeah, shitty things like, all the time just like okay with existing because yeah. I love that for them and I love I love I love supporting whatever makes my friends happy right at the end of the yep. day I have always told them that is what matters to me it doesn't matter who you love what you do Facts. you know anything what you look like it could literally be anything at the end of the day all I want to know is that are you happy and are you hurting anyone or is anyone hurting yourself basically? are you treating other people the way that you would like to be retre- treated in return yes because Facts. who doesn't just want just, to be loved and appreciated yeah like everyone that, does that but is, we don't treat other people and then we're about down on ourselves when we didn't think that it, it, we get that back and it's like why is everyone being mean to me it's like also because you're carrying victim energy all the time yeah. and I'm gonna be honest like I see it a lot and I see it a lot with people. I do. I just really do with people coming in, you know, they'll come over to your house and they're just a a little tornado of a disaster because they, when they went to the gas station, their debit card wasn't working. And then that's going to be another trickling spiral effect of how, oh, then when you go on the highway, you would be stuck in traffic. And then, oh, your mom, your mom would call you because she's having a shitty day. And then everything, you just become a victim to your day. And that's every day. Yeah. Everything became a problem. It's it's just, there's, it's always just one thing after another. That's just such a shitty way to live though, dude. It's such a shitty way to carry your life. What's 
awful about that is I consider that like my depression time. And so mm-hmm. when you ask when did your I did depression too, start, I, I, did it I don't know when my depression started. I just know that all of a sudden I woke up and I wasn't happy with where my life was. I wasn't happy with So you couldn't pinpoint that down to where when you think your depression started. No, but I could you really I could pinpoint down to when my recovery started. Okay. That's that's huge too. Um I think that there's just such layers. Depression is an onion and there's so many layers to it um, that peeling them back to and find I, the scent, like that core. Is that's like a really, really good important. point as well, because I can figure out what my all was. encompassing. I yeah. have other things Actually, that I, I have dealt know. with and experienced that have factored into this yeah. and, you know, love and loss and yeah. um, facts. Love and loss is just, they go hand in hand. Um, They definitely go hand in hand. But truthfully, like on on the note of like not knowing when your depression starts, it's because those, you know, like David Goggins over here having a different, like it's just those layers start forming, right? You know, like something traumatic just happens and then something traumatic happens. And then something traumatic, you're accumulating little bits of trauma. Like you're just picking it up as you go. Yep. And it's like, how are you responding? How are you responding? And for me, I don't respond. I suppress. I don't respond. I suppress. I could tell that I felt really depressed at times in high school because I felt like I couldn't relate to the people around me because I would have just crazy shit going on. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to come to school and Sarah, Jessica, Tina, they are crying about Ugg boots. And it's like, I don't know how to feel bad for you. I don't know how to like, I didn't know how to like normalize with other kids' behaviors. And I just started to feel really different all the time. And I think that that was accumulating forms of depression I felt really introverted I felt like I was very extroverted on the exterior but in I felt like nobody could relate to me and always when people make comments like oh Grace is trying to be different this this and it's like I'm not literally trying to be different I feel fucking different I literally feel different and like looking back at that I'm like that was me feeling like isolated and alone at like a young age and then going into college I was like oh I'm, I'm good I'm finally like in a different setting and I can be who I want to be and this this and this and then but got in into college, a hard relationship still... yeah I got into a tough toxic one but not even that in college you're still conforming you're still kind of but not I didn't want to you're you don't want to but you have to you're conforming to the rules of a schedule in a right, dorm and right, like you're right, conforming to right. that lifestyle it's so definitely a hard conformist lifestyle yeah like you your your life was all of a sudden run by a schedule and mm-hmm. then you did have a boyfriend and I'll let you speak on that I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, we were talking about this earlier that it was like, we go from really high intensity situations. So like growing up in the circumstances that I was living, I felt like it was very volatile a lot. So it's like that volatile energy, I craved it. Like I craved it and I didn't know I craved it though. Same with like our trailblazer who David Goggins, like he had that really like fight or flight situation when he's growing up that he's like, I crave, like you crave it. He's that needs, he lives on it, but that's dangerous because I opened myself to a toxic relationship that was really, really gnarly. And like, I was just like, oh, well, this is what love is. This is like the type of energy that I'm used to. Like, and you start normalizing that energy in your life because that's what you know. That's like literally what you know. And we are instinctual beings. We do what we know. We, we do what we know. And like to See, break it's interesting that. that you went for like a relationship because I feel like my toxic behavior was more of like a not allow myself relationships oh, only yeah. allow myself quick interactions if mm, that makes sense. no definitely I became that way though I became that way after this relationship because it hurt me so fucking bad that I was like try yeah. and date me try and tie this <laughs> down <laughs> try actually you. jokes on you um because being alone like you have taken that time 
it's so important and like I think a lot of women are serial daters and same with guys like we're serial daters just going from relationship relationship slow the fuck down so you know what's interesting is as we're talking about that I was like wow we've really gotten off topic of like David but not (laughs) really but we haven't because you know what he has so little human interaction so it's (laughs) yeah it's interesting or not I don't want to say human interaction I want to say um connections meaningful relationships like he speaks of his mother Mm -hmm. he speaks of um his wife like he he does speak on certain relationships in the book that he wrote and if you do more research like into him he's very um interactive actually with his fans on like his instagram and stuff too he has as interaction which is kind of fucked up oh interesting i think he uses his social media so much because he doesn't actually i think he does probably have a lot of as he's in like a marine and navy seal and everything though like you you have a brotherhood though of things like that are like pretty undeniable at what Um, point but I don't know what that's like truthfully like at what point do you think he is done never dude he will be like even if he's like 80 and at home he'll be like so competitive with like bingo like he'd be like nobody's gonna be better than me at bingo like I just don't I don't know when he would ever be done like he is gonna push himself to his limits I genuinely think that that's I'm I'm gonna be extremely honest I'm bad with consistency and I think that that's something that gives me a lot of internal turmoil Mm -hmm. um and like stress because I'm like I want I, I love succeeding in the things that I do and I love being passionate about things but for whatever reason and I don't know what the psychological background behind this is. I should ask, I should actually ask my therapist. Um, it's yeah. like, I can't think in long-term. Like, it's like, I think in oh, like, gnarly. not like That's so crazy. in a I'm weird so the opposite. way. I like, like that you say that. I think in very like two year plans. Good like though. it's kind of healthy, kind of healthy, but not because right. it's like, those. I don't, I don't push myself to make those long long-term crazy goals that are really important and so it like it just it honest like right now like even saying it and talking about the idea of Mm. it makes like makes my skin crawl crazy you actually are getting like I'm flustered see I'm the opposite I don't want to think about the next two years I want to think long-term I'm thinking like I think such big picture I like I heard this when I was younger. I like thinking such big picture and then take the step backwards from there. So you think big pictures now work backwards. See so it. I do that work backwards on what, I, how can I see big picture and now take myself backwards, backwards, backwards to get there. I think I might've actually just cracked it for myself, but maybe, Boom. yeah, I feel like I, I don't know, I guess you're really thinking so hard right now. You literally look like a scientist I know go go back I need to jog my memory again you want to jog your own memory of like what really really you do this once an episode you did this last time where you were like trying to have a brain blast like Jimmy Neutron no and I had it and it was like what were we talking about right before uh I was talking about working backwards um when I think big picture of what I want oh yeah so like in school I always kept my head down and threw myself into having a gnarly GPA and Mm -hmm. joining as many things as possible and absolutely thriving and loving it and then when college didn't go as what I had imagined my keyword what you imagined what I had expected so when I had had those original goals and then when I lost control and those goals weren't able to be fulfilled in the timeline that I deemed fit it was like 
my brain I, I almost feel like my like I blacked out like mentally we like do. I we actually do like or browned out that whole time of just like being absolutely floored at how I could have just blacked not accomplished those things that I had just worked like 15 years for girl I feel you that was my college experience yeah and so I think that's why like I so now that I'm waking nothing that I wanted it to be but now that I'm recovering from like that depression and that phase and I don't feel connected to to that person anymore Mm -hmm. well now I I want to look up and I want to appreciate every single day so thinking long term is like why when I could just enjoy the moment right now because I've hated every moment up until now so I am gonna take pictures of the flowers and do the stupid shit and go out and have too many martinis with you know my best friend in our living room because that's going out now like Mm -hmm. you know those those are the things I'm gonna do because those are the that's what I'm craving now is is like those creating those memories look how many pictures and all like all the art I filled my room with like I told you it's living you're like living you're teaching yourself to learn to live again which is different you always say this though you're always like we're in recovery and that's facts though because you're in recovery so you're just saying I actually it's okay that you're saying I right now can't think long term and that's okay because you're in recovery for me my process was I just need to get through today you know everything is different for everybody else and levels of things I want to look long term I can do that now but that's something that's making for my depression I'm like oh at least I have those long-term big goals but maybe then once you end up setting up those big terms they're too big sometimes and I'm like once you set them up and they're in motion then you can start to enjoy the everyday we have to incorporate levels and balance and that's like the biggest thing and that's kind of you know what what he has a hard time with balance but he's a trailblazer we have to be able to simultaneously like this is me just kind of sacking up for lack of a better word like I love the term I'm sacking up. Yeah. I'm, Sack up, baby. I'm, I'm sacking up and I'm freaking, freaking down to ride. I'm down to ride. I'm so down to ride. I think this is bringing us though into our therapy note of the week. Yes. Um, and I'll start this one off because I, my therapy note was genuinely really hit. It like hurt to hear because it made me nervous because David Goggins is somebody that does this. But my therapist, like she, you know, when you're th- like, I, the verbiage is like, serious and I'm like okay like because I joke around a lot with my Wait, therapist did we obviously. both go with a serious therapist and I'm gonna go I have so to funny. I have to it's okay, really you serious go, you go. Um, but she was literally telling me that if I keep pushing myself so physically and mentally and I'm so hard on myself like and I don't process my feelings I'm gonna burn myself out and really hurt myself like I'm gonna literally burn myself she's like you internalize all of your trauma inside of you she's like I'm scared that's gonna lead to literal illness the only reason why I'm chuckling is because I know (laughs) what I'm about to say yeah and um truthfully it's like I I really scared me because I was like I don't I genuinely don't know how to slow myself down though and I looked at her like I was like I don't know how to she literally was making a joke that I need a weighted blanket to literally weight myself down to like sit myself down and then I was like oh I'll just get myself a straight jacket making a joke and she was like no like they sell like weighted but blanket straight jackets like maybe that would be like something good for you so so far in 20 you know in, in us both being 25 yeah um you've been recommended a straight jacket straight and jacket. i've been recommended bifocal so right. i think i honestly think like we're thriving uh baby you know <laughs> what's a straight jacket recommendation gonna do to my girl <sighs> but honestly i needed to hear it and like that was like dude i have so much that i want to be able to do but i have to learn to be able to conserve myself i need to learn to be able to slow myself down see so we're on different healing cycles Definitely. because now i have let myself slow down and appreciate it that my mental health 
you know, my little drop from uh, Trish this week is restructure your priorities. Mm. I have to set up a pie chart literally to get my week started now. And in that pie chart, I need to devote time to still taking my online classes Mm -hmm. to go get the certificate. Mm -hmm. I need to devote less time to me time and like being social and hiking. And I actually need to learn to balance those things better because now that I have incorporated those so firmly into Mm -hmm. my routine, I won't budge on those anymore. Okay, cool. So now I have to restructure and I have to kind of like get my shit together mm-hmm. and she's like pick it up like uh you need to be doing this fire percentage. yeah like yeah. you need to speed it up a little bit yeah. because I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you right yeah. now like, speed it the fuck up I'm I at least can speak for the people around me I'm like speed it we gotta we gotta put a little firecracker under our ass like yeah just because this climate is fucked doesn't mean we're dropping dead you know like Not you all. you recognizing that you know you're like yeah. 20 steps ahead of a lot of other people that it's like we're getting we aren't telling we're not letting ourselves see how capable we are and that's the point of this podcast know how capable you are and know that you can do literally so much more you than can. you can you actually can do so much straight up do everything and like I when we get to the end of the episodes I always kind of start to reflect on what we said over the episode and mm-hmm. I just remembered that I decided to pledge to run a marathon you with did. one of my you did homegirls so we're not gonna like let that slide no I guess I'm uh I'm really excited. Hell yeah. I'm so down to ride for that. Let's start training. I, I know I could, I, I just would need to see a hip therapist, like a psych, like okay, literally I would need you, to, I would need to see a doctor. How about we to do see this? Okay. You learn to take a step back. Yeah, I'm like really trying to like, me to I take could, a step forward. I could help you, you can come up with workouts. I could, running, I could absolutely do that. Okay. See, that's also, I, if I ran a marathon, I could like probably not run again, truthfully. Like, and that's not something that I, so you're down to ride, but I'm still down to ride. Down I'm still to down run. to ride. We're not trying to like, <laughs> not down to run. I'm not down, down to, to run right the second. I'm trying to run less, um, and ride like, more, ride more. Literally. I run need, less, ride more, run less, ride more. That's for me. But as other people, you guys, some, some of y'all need to get out there uh, for and go me, for a I'm gonna um I don't know you're gonna ride be both. equally hard e- e- yeah, equally I'm, equally ride till, riding till yeah. we're a ball till the day I fall I'm a ride. I like let my voice get really deep I'm gonna ball till the day I fall does that mean we have to end when we start rambling like this yes 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 yes, yes. all right on that note oh wait we... here's our beer skis though oh good I'm gonna crack these bad boys though we want to do a little cheers a little cheers yeah because one of them's warm though that I put in later and you can have the colder one because I already drank one. I appreciate that. I did, I did have... bring two little limes though. That sound is so crisp. A Corona extra for the two extra bitches. <laughs> Here, I got oh limes too because I'm, I'm not not extra. Um, if you hang out with me or you've ever drank with me, Jesus, you know that <laughs> I love to make a speech and I love you to do. tell people you love, she loves a how good appreciated and you know they are. So I would like to make a toast to this podcast. Oh yeah. To our listeners. Yeah. Um, cheers to cheers to chasing dreams. Cheers to talking and not talking. necessarily knowing if someone's listening, but just <laughs> I love this. <laughs> But being willing to do it because someone someday hopefully will hear something. We're benefiting. You use the jalapeno knife. <laughs> I did use the jalapeno knife. It's gonna be. All right, that's the end. Cheers, baby. Let's ride.